everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet, and sponsored by ThriveFantasy.com, where if you use the promo code WTB, you will get a $20 bonus when you sign up with your first deposit. That is ThriveFantasy.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me on this uh, eventful day where real basketball has been played outside of a bubble for the first time in a very long time is uh, our own watching the boxes, Bubble Boy, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I don't know. I don't know. Is it a great day today? I, I'm not even sure. I mean, it was a great day. Basketball was on, but I mean, the rest of the world might be not so great. Um, it is, the weather in Chicago is absolutely dog shit. It has been raining for about over 24 hours and it is cold it is winter uh the winter has a, a a rove i think is how they say is that how game of thrones is that what was the phrase in game of thrones winter has a rove is that the story i don't know i don't remember that but it's potentially it potentially happened winter is coming and it is, it is not coming winter is not coming it is here in basketball also here and we're going to knock out um our takeaways from the first preseason games and we're going to do this we're going to do kind of a quick hit on each one of the preseason games tell you what to pay attention to tell you what not to pay attention to. that's probably even more important than what to pay attention to and we're going to do this for uh, most of the preseason games i think uh but i think a lot of the preseason analysis is going to be up on Patreon dot com slash watching the boxes as subscriber content this one's free this was for the folks this was is for the fans but if you really um enjoy looking deep dive into the preseason this is for the minutiae go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes you'll get access to all of our preseason uh analysis of those box scores um if you want really truly want to watch the boxes uh watching the boxes patreon.com slash watching the boxes is the place to be Isn't that right tyler Oh man, one of my favorites, right? Top tier Patreon, number one Patreon on Patreon is what I've heard. That's what they told me in an email. Um, they said you're the best, the best Patreon. I go, well, that seems uh, like marketing. Let's let's not talk about the Patreon anymore. Let's talk about future world champions, Chicago Bulls, playing. Didn't you say that about every team? Like, isn't every team eventually going to win one at some point? Put a wager the Sacramento Kings never win a championship. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Eventually. Got to give them credit. Eventually. In eternity, um, there might be a couple teams that get moved to another city so they actually never win a championship. So, but maybe in 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 the idea of uh, the idea of infinity, Tyler, we are all world champions at some point. Um, but here's a team I, I would say it's not going to be. Sorry, I can't do it. I don't have the hype. I don't have the heart. I don't have. I'm a big Chicago Bulls fan, as everybody knows who listens to the podcast. Um, and as a true Chicago Bulls fan, I know when they suck. They still suck. Uh, they lost uh, by over 20 points to a James Harden list. Le- uh, James Harden list less. Nope. James Harden didn't play. <laughs> I tried to invent my own, but uh, that didn't work. I apparently don't have enough coffee this morning. Um, it's two. It's two in the afternoon. By the way, it's not. It's not morning at all. Got their ass worked by the no James Harden 
pockets. That's an even worse phrase. That's embarrassing. Is it so, my my phrasing is as embarrassing I, as the Chicago Bulls defense? It was it wasn't even the fact that they lost, right? Because like no one cares at the end of these preseason games, like guys are playing that are never gonna play an actual minute. It was the fact that they got cooked so bad with their starters out there, and the Rockets did not even have half their starters. No, I mean they they started, uh, which I think this is the more interesting part to take uh, out of this is kind of like what can we take from these games? Because these games aren't important; they aren't real. Don't get hyped up about a good stat line in a preseason game. Um, what I like to pay attention to more is um, players that I'm I have question marks about, and there's two guys I have question marks about on the Rockets. Um, actually, two guys I have question marks about on the Chicago Bulls. Um, and to look at the at the the rotations, the rotations are it's a little early to get like super excited about a rotation, like super excited that um, you know um, Cousins got a start. But I think Wall and Cousins are the two guys I'm looking on the Rockets, and Marketing and Otto Porter are the other two, the two guys I'm looking at the Chicago Bulls. Um, their play in their kind of like fit in the rotation if you're not actually watching the game it's hard to tell like if they were just kind of chilling or if they were trying very hard i'm gonna guess Otto porter was just kind of chilling in this game since he's not working very he hasn't worked very hard in like three years but those are the kind of takeaways i try to take uh from preseason games because really in the long term none of these games will never be thought of ever again except for for all you people who are hyped on preseason games fact i thought to me the biggest takeaway was john wall i thought he looked quick um, a lot of times those Achilles injuries sap a lot of your quickness, and I thought he looked really f- quick. I thought he looked really good. I mean, he drove past Kobe White like he was not a person. Uh, True, but I think that says a little bit more about Kobe White's defense than John Wall's explosiveness. I don't know. I mean, that the, he had that one drive where I think Levine was guarding him, and he just blew past Levine too, and I was like, oh, man, that's – like John Wall maybe isn't – I mean, John Wall was maybe the fastest player in the league at one point. He might not be quite – up there but he's really quick and i thought he looked good i don't know with james harden here like how he dominated the ball obviously last in this game but how much is he going to dominate the ball with james harden like probably not that much but i feel much better about picking john wall than i did at any point in the preseason so far absolutely i was actually kind of like all right i'm i'm personally avoiding john wall uh, eventually he's going to be up. Maybe if you don't have any point guards, like you got to take a chance on John Wall. But now I actually feel comfortable taking a chance on John Wall. I'm not moving him into the fourth round or the fifth round just because he had nine assists and five rebounds. I think, um, you know, I'm now more confident in a late round flyer or uh, a mid to late round necessity pick with John Wall than I was earlier where I was saying, like, I'm avoiding this guy even if he falls to me in, like, the ninth and 10th round. So I'll say this. I think I'd take John Wall inside the top 100 just because of the lack of point guards. Like you, we, I mean, you know, there's, there's a point in this draft where, like, the point guards get bad, ugly, disgusting, whatever you want to call it. I'm taking John Wall kind of at the head of that group of like, man, I don't really want any of these point guards, but I'll have John Wall. <laughs> I mean, he's got the potential. He's got the high ceiling. And when you're in those late rounds, you want to look at a high ceiling. Speaking of high ceiling, DeMarcus, DeCousins, started 15 minutes, three three-pointers, five rebounds, 
I know you're not supposed to get it. I just literally said, don't get excited about preseason games. But I like the fact that he started. It's a little too early to get excited about that. But right now, DeMarcus Cousins has been someone that has been um, basically, I think, completely like overlooked um, so far uh, in the um, in most of the chats that I've had with other people or seen other rankings. Dude, his Yahoo ADP is one twenty five, and his Fantrax ADP is two thirty eight point six. Exactly, and this is a guy like if he gets twenty four minutes a game, is potentially like a top one hundred player. So. so Get him out of the top 100 is fantastic. I do have a mysterious feeling, though, that after another couple of Houston games, if he has one really, really good game, he's going to bump into that top, uh, the ADP. He's going to he's going to start going the eighth or ninth round. And that's a little too high for me. So in that, you know, the last time we saw the Marcus Cousins, right, he missed all of last season with the torn ACL, but and he tore his Achilles before that. So I mean, like there have been two pretty significant injuries for him too. But I mean, he played twenty five, only twenty five minutes a game the last time we saw him with Golden State, and he was sixteen, eight point two, three point six, one point three, one point five, and Demarcus Cousins just has a really fantasy friendly game. Like, save whatever you think about Demarcus Cousins. Like, he just has a really fantasy friendly game. I don't hate picking him in the top one hundred either, especially in a in a standard league. Like, what's what's the downside? Like, you're gonna cut a lot of those players anyways. Like, if you're getting this guy like in the eighties, nineties, like. I don't really there's there's a ton of upside. Like he could legitimately be a top 30 player. Now, yeah. what are the chances of that? Not great. But even in 25 minutes a game, he's probably gonna return that value. And you got the upside that there's a lot more there. Absolutely. I think anybody who's already taken a late round round flyer on Demarcus Cousins, um, congratulations. And also um those of you who are thinking about doing that, I think this is a green light already to go ahead and take a a flyer on him. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 50 player, top 30 player, or anything like that, but the value there and the ceiling there, uh, the ceiling is there. Uh, let's go over the bulls. Um, I don't have a lot of takeaways from the bulls. I think the fact that Wendell Carter shot five, three pointers is and, and missed all five of them is actually really refreshing to me because Boylan was not having him shoot, uh, uh three pointers. And, um, I, I like that Kobe white started and ran, uh, ran point, um, with the first team, I like the fact that Otto Porter actually played a minute of basketball in his life. So there's some positive there. Uh, there, Otto Porter is somebody who's been uh, he, his average ADP on Yahoo is 115. Um, he's also got a pretty decent ceiling as well. So I, I like if you're taking late uh, past 100 uh, pick flyers on Otto Porter, I'll continue to do that. With you on that, I also like the fact that Kobe White started to feel better about picking him kind of in that around 100 range, too. Um, I thought Mark looked fairly good. I mean, the whole deep team's defense looks bad, which could be good for fantasy, too. Like, this could they could get in some track meets, some kind of end to end games, and you know, that's that's a plus for fantasy value. And I think you'll see a little bit more, um, you know, uh, uh, competence on the Chicago Bulls with an actual competent coach. So um, I think Lowry Mark and Otto Porter, um, Kobe White, they're, uh, I think they're being a little bit overlooked right now. And the Bulls are still going to be really, really bad, but I don't think um, offense is going to be a problem. And we really don't really care if they win games. I just want to see some good stats. Um, let's go to Orlando and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, all right. 
not a ton of takeaways from this particular uh, game, in my opinion. Uh, Marco Fultz starting at point guard is positive, but I'm not going to like get so super excited that he's going to play you know, 30 minutes a game or anything like that right now. But I like that trend. I like him starting with uh, Orlando. Other than that, with Orlando, I think we know what we're getting from a lot of these, uh, a lot of these players. Um, I, I, I'm not super excited about anyone that's super, I guess, low, uh, or maybe like if you're in a deeper league. Um, and I also don't trust um, Aaron Gordon whatsoever, though. I do think wherever he's being drafted, which is you know pretty low right now, um, is is actually a little too low. He's oh, his ADP is 84. Actually, I thought it was. Uh, below 100. He's one of those guys. Fine, actually, 84 is fine. He's one of those guys who always like gets a little bit of hype, and, and I get it. Like this is a very diverse like fantasy stat line, but when you finished 136th in totals last year, 84 might even be a little bit too high. Like honestly, if the if I'm on the board at pick 87 and it's John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, and Aaron Gordon are the only three players available, I think Aaron Gordon might be third in that list. I, I think I feel the exact same way. Um, do you care that Dwayne Bacon started? Do you care at all? Uh, I mean, no, I don't. I mean, Terrence Ross is hurt, right? Jonathan Isaac's hurt. James Ennis was hurt. Like, Alfred Gamina is hurt. Like, all the guys that are going to kind of play on the wing for the Magic were hurt. I think Bacon is going to have a role, but I he just doesn't have a super fantasy-friendly game, right? Like, I mean, what, what do you really expect from Bacon other than he might be able to score a little bit? So this is like a good spot for someone like, and, you know, take note. Um, Bacon is getting a shot because of injuries, which means in the long term he's worthless, but in the short term, if you're in a deeper league, minutes are the most important thing. But also if he, since he doesn't have like a great fantasy friendly game, but if he kind of gets off uh, there at the beginning, he his, his shelf life is super short. So if he you you take him up pick him off off the waivers, um, or if you're in a deeper league, you know maybe take a, a shot on someone who's getting minutes and then trade them. You know get anything back for that. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, let's go over to the Hawks. Um, Daniela Gallinari played 20 minutes. Like I said, we've been talking about Daniela Gallinari. Uh, good players get minutes. Uh, I think Daniela Gallinari is going to get minutes on this team. Uh, they are a little bunched up. They got Collins and Capella and uh, Bogdanovich uh, all hanging around the three, four, five, which is a weird uh, kind of combo. But there they were playing together. Were there any takeaways from this Hawks team other than that? I, the, you know, I feel a little bit more uh, continuing to feel comfortable that Daniello Gallinari is going to play enough minutes to be top one hundred relevant. No, I mean they were without Rondo and Chris Dunn here, so their their point guard minutes are uh, the, the minutes actually between those guys are kind of interesting for me to watch, just because how much is Rondo going to play in a deep? If you're in a real deep league, how much is Dunn going to play? We know Dunn can produce a lot of steals if he's getting a lot of minutes. Um, this team's going to be real bad on defense, so they kind of need Chris Dunn. Um, I would not worry at all about Gallo's minutes. Like I think he's going to play around thirty a game. He's going to be their sixth man. He's going to come in. They'll play Collins, Capella, and Gallo together. Some probably not a ton, but some. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. No, no real big more worried. About yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing. No big takeaway. I. The point about Rondo and Dunn being out. Those guys are both. Um, you know. NBA worthy of minutes, right? So, like, uh, looking at you, Kevin Herter. I'm looking at you, uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, I'm maybe even looking at, um, you know, I guess 
You're in a DeAndre here's, Hunter. So here's the, here's the I don't like any of those guys anyway. But now your minutes are 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 being uh, challenged by Dunn, Rondo, Tony Snell. Here's a good question. You're in a deep a deep league. You got to pick one. You can have Hunter. You can have Cam Reddish. You can have Kevin Herter. You can have Rondo, or you can have Dunn. Yeah, I forgot about Cam Reddish. Uh, wow, what a what a pick. Um, I'm probably taking Herter or Rondo. If they're all getting the same amount of minutes, I'm probably taking Rondo. I actually think Hunter's going to get the most minutes there. Now, I don't know. I don't know if that's really the guy I want for fantasy because, like last year, he didn't he didn't produce a ton. But if we're talking just minutes alone, I think he's going to get the most. Um, as far as fantasy value, man, that's a that's a tough question for me. We've seen Herder show some flashes. Um, that's probably the guy I'd go with. Yeah, let's get to New York versus your Detroit basketball Pistons. God, what a garbage heap these two teams are. I don't know what to do about any of these dudes, which is why it's important to kind of pay attention in preseason to see what Tibbs is going to do in New York, to see how the Detroit Pistons are going to manage um, all, all of the, the players that they kind of technically have. Derrick Rose coming off the bench was a little bit interesting with um, DeLon Wright starting. I'm not going to chalk that up to anything but a preseason choice right now, but it's something to pay attention to. Um, our boy, your boy, Jeremy Grant, who wants to be the main man on a team, went one for 11. Um, I feel like that doesn't bode well, but I I don't take bad preseason games or good preseason games too much into account. And I take bad preseason games less into account than good preseason games. Pre, pre, good preseason games give me faith that a player is um, is 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 right in a right role in a right place, uh, playing well. Bad preseason games from good players, I don't give a shit. Doesn't Here's really how in. bad the Pistons might be this year. The Knicks, who I do not believe will have a great defense this year, they shot 32.5% from the field against the Knicks. Seems bad. Yeah, so the worry for the Pistons and guys like, if you're going to pick Blake Griffin, you know, take a flyer on him. Uh, any of these kind of veteran guys, even Jeremy Grant, like the, I could see these guys getting blown out a lot and just like sitting their starters and playing like a uh, uh, fourth quarter with you know, Killian Hayes and like a lot of these younger guys they have, Sadiq Bay, you know, just Seiku Dembaye, just playing, you know, an entire fourth quarter because they're getting blown out by 25. Um, that might be a little bit of a worry for the Pistons. I also think that Rose, maybe his best role now is a six man. Like he comes in, gets buckets, he plays like 30 minutes a game, and he actually gets more minutes than DeLon Wright. But I think they might start with Killian Hayes, you know, just trying to groom him into their point guard of the future. Have DeLon Wright, you know, as kind of the defensive guard there because Killian Hayes' defense is not going to be great as a rookie. And then just let Rose come in and get buckets. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the their eye is toward the future here. So, like, Hayes getting minutes is a positive. Uh, that might make him a uh, fringe standard league player. Uh, Blake Griffin, look, I thought, looked pretty good. He was a 9, 7, and 5. Um, I, I think a lot of people are overlooking Blake Griffin because of his injuries. When Blake Griffin is healthy, he's a really good fantasy player. Um, and then another guy we've been talking about uh, that I think bo this bodes well is Mason Plumley. We've talked about him in deep leagues. We've even talked about potentially he's got standard league value at the end of your draft. Uh, the fact that he started uh, bodes well for that prediction. 
Uh, like I said, don't take too much from a preseason game. Let's go over to the Knicks. Um, the only man, I don't even know where I want to start with the Knicks, but Alfred Payton, who is a um, competent point guard, got to start, play 27 minutes in a preseason game. Thank you, Tibbs. That's the one um, silver lining here is that Tibbs is going to play his players so, 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 so much. In- the, the, best, the best one of the best things from this box score is the fact that Tibbs literally only played 11 players. <laughs> every other it team, preseason game. Every other team played 15, 16. There's some teams that basically are going to play all 20 in a preseason game. And Tibbs, literally the lowest any anybody minutes anyone got was Reggie Bullock got 13. <laughs> if you play, you got to play a big, a big keeping for uh, Austin Rivers didn't play in this game. I'm assuming he's going to be in their actual rotation. So um, let's say that about the guards. Um, yeah. The surprise, right? And this is this is going to be the thing I'm watching, right? So Peyton started. Dennis Smith Jr. played. Frank Milikina played. If Rivers is going to get some of those minutes in the backcourt, and I assume Alec Burks is going to play too. RJ Barrett's going to play on the wings, like. Someone there is going to fall out of that rotation because we know Tibbs is going to only play 10 guys. So in a deep league, that could be kind of interesting. Uh, the big talking point, obviously, was Nerlens Doyle starting over Mitch Robb. Yes, sir. That's exactly where I wanted to go with this. That is the most interesting point that happened in this game, in my opinion. Over Payton, I think it bodes well that you know Tibbs is going to lean on him. And um, that's – he. I mean, he's – Literally, if you're in a like, if you sadly are in a triple double league, I'm very sorry for you. But like, Alfred Payton's going to be available super late, and Alfred Payton can get triple doubles. Um, but that's, I think, the key here. Nerlens Noel played more minutes in this preseason game than I think he's ever played in any other NBA game. Uh, he's currently being drafted at 120. Late round flyer, man. This is the perfect spot. Mitch Robinson in foul trouble. In um, you know, he already had he had four personal fouls in this game. You know that he he has that problem, which is why he can't stay on the court. So even if Mitch Robinson does end up starting, I think Nerland, there's going to be ample playing time for Nerlens Noel. Yeah, I think Nerlens Noel is going to play more than that 18 and a half minutes he played last year. And I mean, he averaged a steal, one and a half blocks, five rebounds, and eight points in 18 and a half minutes last year. So now you're telling me he's going to get like 25. Uh, that's definitely a standard league relevant player. Um, steals and the blocks are fantastic. So you got to like that. I really didn't think there was too much else to take away from this game. I thought Obi Toppin for his first game looked fairly good, but he showed him he's an older rookie. Um, I think he's going to definitely get minutes. And I think he's ahead of Kevin Knox already in the pecking order. Would you? Uh, um, I might actually put a little bit of a couple dollars on Obi Toppin being the rookie of the year. Um, I think he'll be standardly relevant uh, at some at, at moments during the season, and if not, maybe by the end of the season. Uh, overall, he will be, I think, standardly relevant. It depends on what Tibbs does with his playing time, and I think if Tibbs gives him the okay, which he rarely does with rookies, so like I would still be worrisome. Uh, you know, then I think he's he's set for maybe a pretty good, pretty good year. Let's go to the the battle for LA. Um, a um, half-hearted uh, affair where uh, LeBron James didn't even show up. Uh, I get, listen, I get it. They just won a championship. They played like three weeks ago. Um, I can't really say we can take anything away from this Lakers team when Davis and and, and James weren't playing. Well, uh, 
Pope, Engasol, and Markeith Morris, which are all probably rotation players for them. They were without five of their guys that are actually going to play minutes. So absolutely, I think the one uh, thing I will keep harping on is Dennis Schroeder is being is going 108 overall. And Dennis Schroeder has a, a playing time on this team, and he can get assists, and assists are hard to come by. Uh, anything you want to take away from the Clippers, even because they're kind of returning mostly the same. Batum and Ibaka, who both started. Yeah, and Ibaka started over Zubac, right? Like a lot of people thought Zubac was going to start, and Ibaka was going to play that role off the bench. I don't really think that's going to happen. I think Ibaka is going to be the starter. Um, other than that, I mean, I really don't think Markeith Morris didn't play, so that's why Batum started. Um, there's nothing. Ibaka is a starter, guys. So I would not be afraid of taking Ibaka, especially if he slips past 100. He's a top 100 player. Let's go to a team that, even in Affinity, will not win a championship, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, playing the um, the beautiful Portland Trailblazers. Uh, let's start with the Trailblazers. Pretty much a very similar team coming back here, except for our boy, beautiful Bob Covington. I really like his fit on this team. I think Bob, beautiful Bob Covington is going to have a very, very nice season. And once again, for his entire career, he is being uh, underdrafted. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought you were gonna say more. Sorry, that's my bad. Um, nope. I think the Blazers basically—they basically started their starting five minus Nurkic, right? Nurkic didn't play in this game, so he's gonna replace Canner. Um, Canner's a guy who can always be relevant in deep leagues because he gets a lot of rebounds and scores points. Like if you need those stats, that's a guy to stream or pick up. You know, own. Uh, yeah. Derek, what are your thoughts on Derek Jones Jr. Because I think he's gonna start on this team. It kind of looks that way, right? Because I don't—I just don't know where else. What, who else they would start here? Mello is not a starter. Like he just isn't. He's he maybe he should be six man of the year, right? But uh Derek Jones Jr., I mean, I, I don't know. I kinda I kinda like him. I'm keeping an eye on him. And he's probably somebody that I didn't have um you know very uh well regarded in my second tier that I'm now like, okay, with the playing time, I think maybe I need to reevaluate that. So that's a really good uh, way to approach these preseason games is take what you have and reevaluate. Don't get super excited that he went six for six, two threes, like uh, a steal and a block, like uh, 15 points in 28 minutes. Like that's a great stat line, but like, okay, that's not what's going to happen in regular life. Like don't don't get super. Uh, CJ McCollum taking 16 shots is definitely going to happen in regular life, but uh, don't get super excited about a preseason stat line. But, Minutes. The minutes is the most important thing, and um, that bodes well for him. So I'm going to bump him up in my in my overall rankings, which I'm definitely going to publish on Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Hopefully this weekend, if not soon. And possible triple one. That's that's the thing you gotta like about Jones Jr. is he could be a steal, a block, and a three guy. Yes, and that's huge in fantasy. Let's go over to the the poor Kings. Uh, the real question that I have about the Kings right now is the Holmes versus Whiteside discussion nothing really um settled here whiteside didn't play uh big uh is marvin bagley jr hurt i guess he's the third the third uh yeah i so is he hurt that's a good question he he tested positive for covid so i mean is Um, that hurt it is hurt if you can't breathe um so uh, hopefully uh recovery for uh, marvin bagley not, I don't know if I can take much out of this game because of the fact that Whiteside wasn't around, Bagley wasn't around. Uh, Halburn played 20 minutes. That doesn't bode well. I mean, he's sitting behind Fox and Heald. They, they're going to start. They're going to play. 
I got Bielitsa with the with the start and um, Holmes playing 27 minutes. Those are the two takeaways, and I don't I don't feel too confident in those because of the makeup of the team. I'm with you there. I thought Buddy looked good after the whole offseason of oh he wants out and and all this. So um, I thought that was that was a good takeaway. I, you mentioned at the front court. I mean the guys who are, could potentially play the two most minutes in Bagley and Whiteside missed. So. I'm not really looking at Bielitsa. I'm not really looking at Holmes. I'm not really looking at Barnes because they you know two of their big, their big heavy hitters were out. I actually thought Halliburton was a little reluctant to shoot, but he looked good on the defensive end, and that could bode well for him getting some minutes. And you know they might play that three guard lineup that they played a little bit with Bogdanovich. So Halliburton's still interesting to me. I just don't, I don't think it's going to be a huge role. So I don't think he's going to quite be there for fantasy, but he could be a good steal streamer guy. Um, I'm keeping an eye on him. And, uh, I think, like I said, preseason is a good, um, they also shot 53s in this game. So that, I thought that was interesting. That that is interesting. That is very interesting. Um, I like that. I I think that bodes well. And like I said, this is more for trending. Don't get too excited about a stat line. Don't get, uh, be, uh, you know, scared that, you, you know, um, Darren Fox went, three for 12, whatever, who cares? Uh, thing is, is that this is a good time to adjust your expectations because now there's more information. Use that information. Don't latch onto that information. Don't completely change your viewpoint. Don't completely change your rankings, but use that information to make incremental changes like, you know, moving Derek Jones Jr. up because he's getting more minutes. I think that's a good way to approach preseason. Uh, and that's it for all these preseason games. There are Wait, seven games. Oh, go ahead. Here's what I want to end on. Something you're watching over the next two, three, four, five days of preseason basketball. Is there one one thing you're watching maybe more than anything? I don't know if I'm watching any one thing more than anything. I'm going to pay attention to uh, Josh Richardson in Dallas. So I, I, I feel like there's a, like some of the first-tier, second-tier guys. Those are the guys I'm really paying attention to. I want to know how solidified they are in their role, and I want to see if they have any flashes of greatness. So I'm going to be watching Brandon Clark in Memphis. Uh, I'm going to be watching uh, Phoenix, I think, tonight, uh, how they mesh with Chris Paul if Chris Paul plays tonight, which he might not. Chris Paul's out. He has a sore ankle. Never mind. Yeah, me too. I have a sore ankle too. That's why I'm out uh, for our next podcast, Tyler. You're going to have to take care of that one. Uh, and then I'm probably going to watch Philly's rotation a little bit. Is there anything you're you're interested in? Philly, Philly says they're starting Green and Curry. Interesting. Well, I guess but, Oklahoma City is another team I'm interested in. As well, Oklahoma City is definitely a team I'm interested in because I'm not even sure I could name their eight players to get the most minutes right now off the top of my head. I don't um, know if I can name their top five minutes getters right now. Uh, I'm, and- I'm watching Brooklyn. I want to see if K- what KD looks like if he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, they play like the Wizards. Um, so I'm watching that. I'm watching. Let's see. What else am I watching? That's a good question here. What else? Dejounte. I'm kind of looking at Dejounte Murray's minutes in in, in in San Antonio, but I don't think I'm going to get much from Pop. The whole Spurs are are interesting too. Um, I want to see what Zion looks like. I wonder if he's going to play on Monday. Um, yeah, I want to see Zion just in good shape again. So we'll see. See what that looks like. We'll see. I I agree with that uh, statement. I think that's it. Um. 
Guys, we're going to be talking about the preseason games, but this is going to, for the most part, be exclusive patreon.com slash watching the boxes content. So if you like the preseason stuff, you want to d- dive deep into it, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Help support the show. Uh, if you're into daily fantasy, thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB. I'm Mike Catcher, and you can find me on Twitter at watching the boxes. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. We're going to be uh, knocking out those Who Do I drafts very, very soon, and we're going to be doing more. Hey, we got a lot to do in the next week, so we better get on it. Um, the season is upon us. Good luck on your drafts. Um, also, yeah, I guess real quick, uh, I did a uh, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Uh, I did a live stream of a mock draft. Uh, that video is up at twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. I'm going to try to do more live stream drafts something new we're trying it i made it into a podcast it's the previous podcast from this one um but I, I don't think it translates terribly well as a podcast uh because i don't think i can my brain doesn't have the mental capacity to like control a video talk to the chat act like it's a podcast describe what's going on um and do a draft all at the same time uh, and I'm, i guess i'm just getting a little old and a little sloppy tyler it's really sad Oh, Michael, you got it. You got it. I actually thought the Twitch video was good. I missed the draft. I was hoping to get it on that draft, but I missed it. Um, so, yeah, you guys should check it out. Yep, check it out, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Out of here. We'll see you soon. Get easy. <laughs> That's all I got. Later.